Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So let's test the levels. Oh my God, mega drama the other day. My dishwasher stopped working. Yep, his visa expired. No? All right. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. I said, oh my God, mega drama the other day. My dishwasher stopped working. Yeah, his visa expired. My dishwasher. Oh, I get it because... Yes. Like right. an immigrant worker. That's not funny. Okay. I'm sure wherever my dad is, he's looking down on us. He's not dead, he's just very condescending. <laughs> That's funny. I think we're ready to go. You know, from time to time on the podcast, you explain to me what something means. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a term that I hear used all the time. And I'm not... you, By the way, I only just saw this like today or yesterday or something. You spelt bear wrong. Did you I? You spelt it like... A grizzly bear. Well, I thought it was that. No, well, you spell it B-A-R-E, like um, naked. Oh, right, I thought it meant bear as in big. When you said you got bear grief, I thought Yeah, it no, it does, like, like, big, like, a lot of, but you well, spell that, 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 that use of bear, you spell B-A-R-E. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll put it in the thing. I think you're wrong. I think you're totally wrong because... I think, I think I'm not, but B-A-R-E normally means little, you know, very little... You know, bear. Oh, the room was very bare. There was nothing in it. No, it's spelled like that. The woman had bear cats. I was bear tired. A lot of very, an exclamation used Mm. in disbelief, bear, B-A-R-E. Oh, right. Well, my apologies. I assumed it was bear as in, uh, you know, a big, something big. Yeah, this is is funny, actually, because it says the only word that means the opposite of itself. So my cupboards are bare today. Mm, Precisely. But there's bear in my cupboards. That's ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, there well, you go. explain something else to me. I often hear people talk about other people being passive-aggressive. Mm. If, you, if you want to insult somebody, oh, passive-aggressive. What exactly does passive-aggressive mean? Give me an example of passive-aggressive behaviour. Um, does it just so mean something... Would it d- mean, like, talking about someone behind their back, but not no. bringing it up to their face? I don't think so. Would it be, or would it be like gaslighting someone? Gaslighting someone now that's making someone think they're mad when they're not. Yeah, mad. taken from the film Gaslight, nineteen forties. Really? Yeah. See, I've only just fully learned what this word means. I've used this word tons of times, gaslighting, and never truly understood. But now I think I do get it. All right. Well, explain gaslighting. So, like, um, so pa- would ga- so gaslighting is making someone think that they're in the wrong. Because when you actually are, it's like manipulation, basically. Yes, it is. It happens a lot in like romantic relationships, mm. I would say. Like, I think that's where people use it the most often. Mm. So, would 
gaslighting be passive aggressive would that be passive aggressive behavior i feel like it would because it's like it's like doing stuff that's not overtly argumentative no i think gaslighting is completely different from passive aggressive Uh. i think what passive aggressive is is not confronting something properly so in other words say for instance i don't mind taking the bins out i'll take the bins out every week because i quite enjoy the little walk out to the uh, and wheeling the little bin along yeah and i do not enjoy to touch the bins nobody else wants to take the bins out but that's not a problem with us because i don't mind taking the bins out but if for instance i were to take the bins out and then say um yeah i've taken the bins out again yeah, yeah, that would be Rather than saying, would somebody else please take the bins out? That would yeah. be being direct. So it's being ind- indirect. Yeah, being I think that's... The, I, yeah, yeah, I think you've got it. And then... Um, but I was what, hoping you were going to explain that to me because kids use it all the time. People say, mm, it's passive-aggressive. Yeah, I feel like you use it, the, but I would use it in the right sense, but it's hard to explain. It's one of those words, things that's hard to explain so what it is. So do you not ever call any of your friends passive-aggressive? People I don't do, use though, it that don't often. They? People do use it, though, don't they? People do, yeah. People use the term passive-aggressive. And I'll give you an example of somebody using uh, passive-aggressive. There's a girl called Ruth... And she's Good. yes, she's a student <laughs> at the University of Lancaster. She's an eighty-year-old woman because that's how old every no, other she's roof not. is. She's a student at the University of Lancaster. She's trending on social media. Basically, she shares a house with a bunch of others. I was, was is this the bin story? And she made the mm. survey. Yes. Brilliant, absolutely oh, well, hilarious. You tell me about it. So there's this girl, and she's a uni student. She lives with all her housemates. She's got like four or something, and she's got a group chat with them. And she was so sick and tired of like tidying up every after everyone and taking the bins taking out. The bins out yeah. Taking the bins out that is the main thing. So she made one of those like survey monkey things and sent the link into the group chat. And What's it just a survey says, monkey, just like a survey, but oh, you right. can make them really easily and then right. send like links to everyone. And the questions are stuff like, do you a care about the cleanliness of the flat because you respect and appreciate your other housemates and don't want them uh, don't want to live in <laughs> filth or b not care at all like it's just like funny stuff yeah. like that or like do you a take out the bins because you respect your other room uh, your other housemates or b leave it for me to always take out the bins yeah well that's the <laughs> it's point. really good she did an amusing survey and because basically she'd taken the bins out the last four times four times in a row mm. uh so what times sorry a lot of times Yes. So she'd take the bins out four times in a row and she wanted to point out to her flatmates that she was the one that was taking all the bins out. Well, she was accused of being genius-level petty. <laughs> yeah, but she even said, like, when she, she did the screenshots of, like, her sent, had sent it, sending it to them and she was like, um, my perhaps petty but unbelievably witty, <laughs> like... Yeah, she like she took witty. the piss out of herself as well. She did a little bit. She did, but uh, anyway, the co- the uh, Times. Uh, Robert Crampton, very good writer, writes a column in the Times. Yeah, he did this thing in the paper about Ruth and her behaviour. She wasn't being passive aggressive, which she's been accused of being. Mm-hmm. He says uh, she was asking her housemates to start behaving like decent human beings to embrace basically the cooperative behaviour that glues any civilized society. Yeah, but I feel like the way that she was doing that was passive aggressive. Do you think so? But like, I think she was, like, spot on to do it. Mm. But it kind of was passive-aggressive, but it was so funny, it doesn't matter. Mm. Do you well, know what I mean? Yes, and I think, but I think a lot of passive-aggressive behaviour, you think, well, we'll make a joke of it. 
Yeah. But I suppose it, it depends on the quality of the joke. I mean, yeah. if it was a good joke, fine. But I also think that smart people tend to be more passive aggressive. I think, and I think that that goes alongside. This is why I think it's easy to confuse with something like gaslighting, because usually people who are smart gaslight you because they're mm. manipula- manipulative, and I think that passive. Like, in its worst sense. I think that a lot of well, passive-aggressive... worst sense, it's the film Gaslight, 1944, <laughs> when Charles Boyer was the guy who... I think it was Charles Boyer in that film who was gaslighting the woman whose name escapes me. Mm. But, um, but I think that passive-aggressiveness is often just stuff like taking the bins out and it's how you are with, like, your mum and whatever. But I think if in its worst sense, it's people who are smarter than other people... Mm manipulating them. Do you, do you get th- what I mean? Yeah, you can be a bit passive-aggressive, do you think, from time to time? Yeah, I think everyone can be a bit passive-aggressive from time to time. Mm. On the topic of Gaslight, which is one of these old black-and-white films that, uh, you know, that you'd catch me watching... You actually, and this was such a delight to me, you actually uh, requested uh, the, the opportunity to watch a black and white <laughs> the film. The opportunity. Uh, we, well, yes, but you would never... I sent in, I sent in my like, little card that we keep at home so Dad can decide what films we watch. Yes, so we watched Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never how, seen it. How brilliant I'm trying is to watch the films that I've not seen that everyone talks about and says that. So, like, last week I watched Erin Brockovich. This week I watched Casablanca. Yeah, not everybody talks about Erin Brockovich. but People Cas- talk about Erin Brockovich quite yeah. a lot. It's one of those films that you're expected to have kind of seen, mm. I think. Casablanca is, is referenced, obviously... Black and white, there's literally no colours. Not mad. <laughs> and it's referenced in various films that you like, isn't it? Like When Harry Met Sally yeah. and all that. It's referenced but, in When Harry Met Sally quite a bit, so... Mm. I but felt it, like I should have seen it. Yes, because they, they, they're watching it in separate... So they're separate yeah, they talk so about it on the road trip, and then they watch it again. Do they talk about it on the road trip? Mm-hmm. That's how it comes up. Because she's like, um, she wants to get on the plane at the end, she would much rather be the first lady of Czechoslovakia than um, stay in Casablanca with Humphrey Bogart. Uh, and then he right. goes, ah, I see, you've never had good sex, and then there's the whole Sheldon thing. There's the Sheldon thing, <laughs> And yes. the days of the week underwear. He's a good accountant, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. What a marvellous film that is. It's brilliant. What a fantastic film when Harry I've seen it is. so much. Yeah. Well, the point was made, you know, it's always the same when the Oscars come round, that all the wrong films win the Oscars. Uh, when Harry met Sally, Oscars, nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Left Foot, Oscars, seven. Whoever I, I've never heard of My Left Foot. Yeah, precisely. Whoever It didn't win any to, Oscars when Harry met Sally. It might have won some technical Oscars. I don't think it won anything else. My, Outrage? My Left Foot, Cecil Day-Lewis. It's not Cecil Day-Lewis. What's his name? Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Cecil Day-Lewis, the poet and um, film star. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. So many Oscars, but uh, nobody will ever want to watch that again. Well, congratulations, Ruth. A bit of a, a rite of passage. You're getting uh, hate mail. Uh, <laughs> no, this is at, like, genuinely there. Before mm. we do all the jokes about it, because, yeah. you know, it is funny. It's genuinely actually quite mean. <laughs> yes, well, I did make that point on the... It's somebody's written to my uh, radio show. On, on a letter. Yes. Somebody, it's so long since I've had a letter. With a stamp. A letter with a stamp and actually a window envelope in this you as well. goes to the post office anyway. Well, they've been to the post office. That's how much they don't like you, Ruth. At me on Twitter. We, we, get, we, get a lot of, we get a lot of mail saying how much they enjoy the podcast, which is nice. But this shows that... Not, not, not 
paper mail though. <laughs> not everybody uh, loves it. This uh, arrived on. in the post to my uh, talk radio show. It says, we beg, beseech and implore you to ditch the abysmal Ruth <laughs> slot. Um, from... I would say that nice use of triplication. Triplification. triplification. What's triplification? That's what it's called, the language technique, you know, when you use three things in a row. Beg, beseech, and implore. Yes, yeah, suppose. Yeah. Yes, the rule. Lovely of, use. The rule of three. Yeah, uh, from your otherwise excellent radio show. Thank you. Apparently, it's a podcast, so they've just been listening to extracts that I play on the radio show for the benefit of people who've not heard the podcast. You see, uh, apparently, it's a podcast. So if people do want to listen to it, then they have that option. But please, can you stop inflicting her on the rest of your listeners? Her supercilious whining lectures are just awful. As her God, po- supercilious? I, whining is worse. I think you think whining is worse than worse supercilious? Than supercilious, yeah, almost certainly. As her participation is threatened at the start, throughout the show, it's difficult for us to know just when to switch off in order to avoid her. <laughs> that, would, um, that bit hurts, that in order to avoid her. I know. They're, I mean, they like everything else in, in my show. Oh, good. Uh, but they're not very <laughs> I'm very glad. Yes. Uh, hoping that you accept this as constructive criticism. And I did tell them... It doesn't feel constructive I, I said I felt it was more destructive actually um, I just don't understand like I think it opens up a wider thing of like why be mean to people just don't listen no I could you that... imagine being a celebrity and getting stuff like that all the time well they do I mean I know, just, it's awful, this is isn't your it? first your first crack at having hate mail having said that Lawrence Wilson wrote to us by the normal means of email It's interesting, isn't it, that a letter is considered so bizarre. Um, But he wrote to us via the um, email, which, of course, you can, ladies and gentlemen, saying that he loves the show, absolutely loves, not the show, he loves the podcast. He said, because there wasn't much on TV, he says, I've been listening to the the podcast. And we know we put a little amusing title on the podcast. He's listened to 40 Boxes of Cereal, Dreamtime. Do you remember you saying that? Who Invented Reggae? Was it Levi Roots? Uh, see if you can spot the edit there and kill all the hippos. So that was four recent episodes, he says. Mm-hmm. And he also says, he's answered the question about the lakes in the Lake District, but well, we already did have an answer to that. Yeah, he's apparently... He's a little bit behind. There's just one lake. That was my fact, mm. and it's actually not true. No, Bassenthwaite Lake near Keswick in the north of the Lake District. It's the only lake in the, the Lake District. The rest are mirrors. They're, they're mirrors or waters. It's so weird that they call it Lake Windermere. And tarns, some of them, yeah. Tautology. Lake and Mia, they're both... They're different things. Different things, yeah. Sort of thing. Anyway, he says, topic to cover... (laughs) Riveting stuff, I know. Yeah, he says, topic to cover. He says, uh, I'm not sure about this. He says, if you ask a a teenager a question on history, they might have been taught at school, their stock answer is, I wasn't even born then, so how would I know? But I think people know from watching Pointless that you don't say it's before my time. Yeah, so, like, most things you don't say before your time. Some things do. Like, I think that certain, like, bits of music, Mm. if they're not stuff that sustains then why would you have do you know what i mean yes like certain things i think you can be like oh that's before my time tv shows Mm. it's interesting like children's tv like why some stuff i think the point you make about something some things just go on and last you know obviously Mm. the beatles and nobody's gonna say the beatles are before my time but 10 cc which was later than the Beatles, you reckon was before your time. Yeah. In that, you know, you weren't familiar with Tennessee. Just because, like, why would you be? Yeah. Why would you be? Yeah, absolutely right. So if you do 
want to send us hate ma- mail. Oh, yes, the hate <laughs> mail address. Uh, the hate mail address and, and all other mail, we'd lo- love to hear from you. It's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. At least or, they were creative in their insults. Mm, you know, supercilious is clever. Mm. But if you want to write to us, this could even start a trend. Uh, you can get hold of me at Talk Radio 18 Hatfields, London SE 18DJ. Nice stuff goes to the email. Handwritten letters of hate go to the post box. Well, your sisters, or one of your sisters, has created quite a stir this week mm-hmm. uh, about transgender participation in women's sport. And uh, she's on the side of the angels here because she's uh, uh, she's supporting uh, Sharon Davis and Martina Navratilova. She's on the side of the what? Side of the angels. What does that mean? It means the right side, as far as I'm concerned. Dad, uh, you can't say that. She's on the right side because she has uh, supported Martina Navratilova and Sharon Davis in saying it's not an issue about whether you're transphobic and all that. It's just an issue about fairness in sport, mm. which basically is if you were born a man, you shouldn't be participating in women's sport, whatever you identify as. Yeah, it's just hard, though, because it's like, where do these people get to compete then? Because they're probably an unfair advantage if they compete with the men. Do you know what I mean? I think it's well, where do you put them to compete? Like I kind of agree with what I agree with what she's saying, but I think that it is difficult because where do they then compete? Well, they don't. I mean, basically, I can't compete in international sport because I'm no good. Yeah, I know, they but can't. that's not. Well, they've but made, they are they've good. made the choice to transit. Yeah, but they made the po- choice to transition. Yeah, but that's not really a choice. Well, it is to, you know... Like, it's a choice, but it's not. It's not a choice so much as you can't choose to be gay the same as way, same no, way you can't choose to be transgender. You can't choose to be a woman in a man's body. However, what you can say is you can balance it out. Well, it will bring me psychological peace if I change from a man to a woman. Balanced against that, I won't be able to compete in international sport. So, like everything in life, you have to make choices. So your choice is, do yeah. you want to give yourself the psychological piece of being uh, I'm not a woman, really sure which you're that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. I don't, I couldn't, you couldn't be more even-handed than that. I've got to decide, at some point in your life, you're going to decide, do you want to be an academic, or do you want to give up your academic career and do something else, you know, empty dustbins or something? And, you know, th- th- so life's a constant choice between yeah, two paths. Yeah, I suppose, but, like, it's not so much of it because one of the things of choosing to transition is not seen as a choice for many people because there's no way that you could live and be no there's I, no I way agree, I agree. like mo- I agree. that's why so many people kill that, themselves yes i agree and to do that uh, to live in that way you have to give up international sport yeah that's but not a I huge sacrifice mm. I suppose not, but if like you love sport and sports mm. being the thing that you're really good at, like that is a big that is a huge sacrifice. I don't think it's fair to say it's not, and I don't no, think it's, it's such sacrifice. an easy choice of like, well, I mean, you have to live in the right body, so give up international sport. Like that is really difficult, and you know how much people love sport. Ah, but it's not it's not fair on the. No, um, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it is more difficult than that. You know, there's a small number of transgender yeah, well, that's what she international says in the articles, athletes. Yeah. Therefore, you're inclined to say tough, you know, tough. Yeah, basically. no, I, I agree. But I think that more important is the, like, people have been really hateful on both sides because some people have turned it into like a transphobia thing mm, of like they're, they're, they're men why they shouldn't be because they are women they're just women with a unfair advantage they're not men mm. and I think that's what 
is really awful about it. Like, don't turn it into a debate on transphobia, because that's not what it is. Yeah, I don't think it's become too much that. But somebody said here, this guy, James Pollard, says you can't beat the equality drum, then pick and choose who is female or not. If non-transgender women struggle to compete against trans women, then so be it. Well, I would say so There's be nothing, it There's no side. such thing as a non-transgender woman. Well, yeah, we know what he means. Uh, you, that's Martha, and not me, that's our daughter Martha, and Martina are undoing <laughs> all of the progress made by Pankhurst. Shame on you. And then that's caused an absolute storm because uh, Hadley Freeman of The Guardian has uh, tweeted, oh, yes, we love being told by men how to do feminism. Yeah. Um, no, I think that the, what he's saying is completely wrong because he's turned it into an issue of transphobia and feminism and stuff, which it isn't and it shouldn't be. And also, and I think that... But hasn't it all At the root of it, he is right because feminism should be intersectional and like trans women shouldn't be excluded from conversations on feminism. But this is not that. We'll have a short break and then a little bit of music. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now we've had uh, Billie Eilish before and now you've uh, chosen her again. Billie Eilish is yeah, this, so very I chose her. How old is she? About 17. 17 or something, yeah. So I chose her ages ago because she did the song for the Apple Christmas advert. Apple? Oh, yeah. 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 But I just chose her because she'd done the song for that advert. Mm-hmm. And I never like to repeat the same people at all. And like, those, it's not necessary because there's so much music. But I really wanted to not like Billie Eilish because it's a bit of a like cliche to be like a young girl who likes Billie Eilish and whatever. And I really didn't. She's, but she's really actually, popular, isn't she? She's yeah, she's really popular. But I actually really do like it, and I thought I would like you to hear a song that is more her. Would you break it if you're 
Billie Eilish, and it's all one word, isn't it, the uh, title? Yeah. What is it again? I don't want to be you anymore. I don't want to be you anymore. All lowercase. All lowercase, a bit like E.E. E. Cummings years ago. Yeah. Why do you like her so much? She's very Why do main, I like she's her quite so much? mainstream. Well, uh, she's it's, not... It's melodic. It's melodic. She's, like, mainstream, but she's more interesting than, like, boring pop. And I don't even know... I mean, I don't really listen to, like, Capital and stuff anymore, but I wonder whether she gets played on it very often. Well, going back to something we were discussing earlier, how mm-hmm. the Beatles and the 60s is sort of as, as lived on, and people, you know, any references I made to the 60s would be quite familiar to you. However, if you look at the 70s, the 70s is almost like a lost decade. If I were to say to you, black exploitation, would you know what the heck I was talking about? No. Well, black exploitation. It's described uh, as an ethnic subgenre of the exploitation film that emerged in the United States during the early 1970s. We had a whole period, probably very early 70s, where you'd got films like Shaft was one, and that was probably the most famous one. But there were loads of films which were like uh, sort of police thrillers, crime thrillers, thinking, mm-hmm. but with uh, black lead characters as opposed to the old 60s, 50s thrillers, which usually had white lead characters. Characters. Yeah. It was basically, uh, I mean, the films were by and large pretty rubbish. They were never that great. And the sexual politics of them was probably way out of line with anything these days. Uh, however, the music was always brilliant. Uh, and somebody, I think we might, play, did I play Bobby Womack once doing a, yeah, a, a rhythm and did. blues thing? Well, this is Bobby. Well, well, like yourself, I'm going to repeat the same artist, I think, if I did play. Oh, Bobby. well, it's as if we've planned it. It's as if we've almost planned it. Because this is Bobby Womack again from one of those uh, black exploitation films. I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do till you put on a pressure. You know that song? I know that song really well. Where do you know it from? I don't know, but I know it really well. well. It must be on an ad. Yeah, I know that really well. Yeah. Well, what, what's was, it from? What do I know it from? I feel like I know it from a film. Well, the film that it's from is called Across 110 Street. Yeah, I know, but another you. film. They must have used it somewhere else. Can I Google it? Google away. I'd be interested to know what other film it was in. <sighs> it's specifically about 110th Street. Oh, yeah, it comes up with the film. Yes, with Anthony Quinn. And yeah. uh, Yafet Kotto, who was the lead. See, normally in the 70s, Anthony Quinn would have been the lead because he was quite a big star in those yeah. days. Uh, but Yafet Kotto was a, a black actor. He was the lead. Uh, it was a crime film. There were always crime films. Uh, the film's set in Harlem and takes its name from 110th Street. That's why I'm surprised this used in anything else. Uh, it takes its name from 110th Street, which was the yeah, traditional... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just do know it from... Maybe you've heard me play yeah. it. Maybe I played it in the car. Possibly. Gosh, 50 Cent told NME that the song was the first with which he fell in love. Oh, it's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. I used to play it all the time on Jazz FM because it was just about jazz. It It was prominently featured in Quentin Tarantino's 1997 film Jackie Brown and Ridley Scott's 2007 film American Gangster. Have you seen either of those? I don't think you have. No. Should I? 
Jackie Brown's quite good. Jackie Brown is just a complete spoof of the black exploitation. If you've never seen a black exploitation movie, Jackie Brown will sort of tell you exactly what the genre is. Right. Yeah, the, the 110th Street was the traditional dividing line between Harlem and Central Park that functioned as an informal boundary of race and class in yeah. 1970s New York City. That's what 50 so, Cent was saying. <laughs> yeah, well, 50 Cent's spot on. Have we ever played 50 Cent? We know. haven't played 50 Cent. Do you know that's the sort of stuff you don't like particularly? No, no, I like no. 50 Cent's fine. It's like kind of classic sort of anyway, it, was, it was Bobby Womack who, who did it. Uh, Robert Dwayne Womack died in 2014, Bobby Womack, sadly. He was born in 1944, so he died at the age of 17, 2014. Uh, and he backed Sam Cooke at one stage. He was a guitarist for Sam Cooke. You mm-hmm. know Sam Cooke, don't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was with a band called the Valentinos as a, as a youngster. There were a, a couple of, uh, of his members of family. It was like a family group yeah. in the 60s. And they did, did this. I'll just, uh, just give you about 10 seconds of this. because it What? Wa- are you having two songs? No, there's only one don't song. Don't you think that's it's unfair? Still, it's still Bobby Womack again. Hang on. I object. Did I play this? I think I might have played you this before. What, on here? Yeah. I don't know. This was the other Bobby Womack song I thought I might have played you. The Valentino's that came to. So that's popular because it's the Rolling Stones did a version of it. It's all over now, right at the start of the Stones. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, the Stones used to do stuff that a lot of uh, sort of R and B bands of the fifties and sixties they read it. Like the same thing I said to you about Boom Boom last week by John Lee Hooker. Yeah, it all ties in. Uh, tell us about the Virgin Airlines yes. cabin stuff, as they're called these days. So, it has been, up until recently, compulsory for female cabin, for female cabin crew at Virgin Atlantic to wear makeup and tight skirts when they were serving meals or doing their, all, of the, all bits of their job. Pointing out where the exits are. Yeah, and dealing with sick children, or is in the worst possible scenario, guiding terrified passengers through emergency exits onto inflatable slides. Mm. Yeah, so basically, they had to wear um, makeup and the it was like a tight skirt that was the uniform. Mm. But now they have loosened, would you say, loosened the the rules? The, um, yeah, the rules yeah. But they're not completely gone because you still have to. You can wear trousers now. Yes, it's an option. You can wear. Trousers. It's an option. You can wear trousers. You don't have to wear this specific type of makeup but it's still there's still certain things you have to abide by but there's a picture of the newest like virgin atlantic team or whatever and literally all the girls look exactly the same well they're still wearing makeup and everything still still and their hair is the same thing they would want to wear makeup would you not no no you would want to wear makeup but the amount of makeup they're made to wear is like a lot and um, my, not my other sister, not being made to wear it anymore, but still by some some companies you mm. would be. And my sister has a friend who is a flight attendant, mm. and she does say that there is pressure. Like, still, even if it's not the rules, there might, might still be pressure to wear mm. it because of the way it is. And also, they, they talked in this article that The Guardian did about the compulsory makeup and everything about how it's actually there's quite a bad gender gap and like sexist policies within virgin anyway because like most most all of the pilots are men and the flight attendants women and that's still like a thing even if you don't have to wear all the makeup it's the power positions and stuff the median hourly rate for women is 30 percent below that of men really Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. 
but uh, one assumes that under pay gender equality rules, well, I think that that's be, just be because. To, uh, well, no, I think that's just because um, men are the pilots and women are the. Oh right. Like, I don't know. I it's the gender pay gap stuff. It's always really hard to decipher what's mm. what. You don't know how much of it is because women take more leave when, like, maternity leave, and how much of it is because they're in different positions, or how much of it actually is that the fact that mm. they find loopholes to pay women less. Yeah. It's always well, really hard to decipher the It's more strictly pay. policed now. You wouldn't get a situation where the men who are doing sort of semi-skilled work on the assembly line <laughs> are earning more than the... What are you, you know, betting that on? More than the women who make the seats for the uh, you know, <laughs> upholstery for the cars. I think that might be the ju- government's gen- this is the government's gender pay gap report and i think that might be for all jobs not just virgin atlantic what the 30 percent? yeah well i'm surprised well no i think it makes sense though because women are still valued less in a workplace because they they might take maternity leave like i think that that you're not allowed to actually do it you're not allowed to actually not employ a woman who's 30 or whatever because you're worried that she might have a baby but you could find another reason not to employ her although these days certainly in the bbc they give uh, men get paternity leave yeah men do get paternity leave, but employers aren't idiots they know that men are less likely to take it than yeah. women men will get fed up being at home <laughs> no but also there's like there's the natural part of it is that women need a week off mm. very very minimum if oh, you very minimum, like yeah. like if you if everything is really smooth and you have a miraculous recovery and you have a job that doesn't require much like moving mm. around but you still are going to need some time off whereas men don't actually need any of it off as much as they should take some of it mm. they don't need it over the course of this podcast, this uh, series one, basically, of the podcast, you were trying to make me a little bit more woke. We were talking about the guys who stand outside the abortion clinic, uh, mm. or the, it's the Brook Centre or whatever it is. Yeah, in, it's, uh, like a, it's like a Planned Parenthood planned clinic. Parenthood That's what they call it in America, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I think the, the Brook Centre yeah. sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's not just abortions, because I think that's where people get it wrong, that yeah. they think that it's just abortions, but it's not. No. It's everything contraceptive based and Precisely. also women's health, I think. Yeah. So. And there's some uh, idiots who sort of stand outside it for hours on end in the rain and the wind, you know, hurricane, whatever it is today. And they'll be standing outside there with the placards mm-hmm. uh, campaigning uh, and things. And I said, I have a certain grudging admiration for some of these people. And I said, uh, no, absolutely it, not. Yeah, I thought, you know, just the persistence of standing and knowing they're just going to get uh, abuse and nobody's going to take any notice of them and everybody's going to think they're just... Uh, it's just bigots? A, it's just bigots, possibly. It's a pointless pursuit. But I said, you know, I rather admired uh, these people just for the persistence of it. But I've sort of changed my view. Good. That, um, so these people should be just taken out and... Uh, you know, just taken out of polite society, basically. I thought you were going to say uh, taken out and shot. No, as I've got a list of people to be taken out and shot, but they're not uh, immediate. They're not on it at the moment, although they are very much in the pending tray. Uh, and the <laughs> Top reason one hundred. Yeah, well, I read this uh, this story, which absolutely shocked and appalled me. 
Doctors in Argentina have performed a cesarean section on an 11-year-old rape victim oh God, this who, is awful. who had requested an abortion. Did you see that story? No, I didn't uh, see this. The girl who had been raped by her grandmother's 65-year-old partner had asked for a termination after she found out she was 16 weeks pregnant. Abortion is legal in Argentina in cases of rape or when the mother's life is at risk. The procedure was delayed by seven weeks because of a debate over who was the girl's guardian. The girl's mother had said that she should have an abortion, but because the girl was legally in her grandmother's care, the consent was not deemed sufficient. The grandmother lost her rights to give consent because she was living with the rapist. Oh my God, um, still, even after uh, the... This is just middle age. this is anti-deluvian. Anti-abortion protesters had gathered outside the hospital to demand the pregnancy be continued to term. <gasps> Oh, my God. Um, abortion is a divisive I- issue in Argentina. Uh, last year, a bill that would have legalised it up to 14 weeks passed the lower house, but was defeated in the Senate. Uh, a new bill seeking legislation will be submitted to the government on March the 8th. Um, is that just still because it's so religious? I, I think it will be, the yeah. Country. Almost certainly. But, you know, I, I, it sort of made my chair... I mean, clearly over here that sort of uh, appalling thing would never be allowed to happen no. in a million years. But you just think it's part of the same movement, therefore uh, these people who, mm. are, who are getting wet outside the Brook Centre can continue Yeah, that's to the problem. It's either you're behind, you're, you're behind a woman's right to choose or you're pro-life. Like, there's no... I think it's one of those things where it's very much black and white. Is either you're always for people being able to choose to have an abortion mm. or you're not. And if you're going to stand outside the Brooks Centre, then you're also supporting people's right to say that this 11-year-old girl is not allowed an abortion. Sir, a common thing is that your generation got the chance to buy their own houses Mm. and you get to live in houses and stuff. I will probably not get that luxury and I will have to rent for the rest of my life or whatever. But one of the um, things that people have come up with as a solution, and there was an article in a newspaper about it, um, was that a new report is suggesting that co-living communities for adults in their 30s and 40s could be the way to go. So it would um, be kind of like a dorm situation, the same as they have in universities now. But they're saying that that is going to be so much fun for the, the people in their 30s and 40s. And obviously that's pretty scary to think that that could be a reality of like living in dorms until you're 35 you, or whatever. When you say dorms, what does it mean by So dorms? you would have your own room, but you'd basically housemates, but quite like a lot of you, so like eight of you or something, hmm. you know, like, like, um, like your halls of residence yeah. type thing. Well, it, it might be terrible. Would it be terrible? Well, it might not be. In a little, um, you have a little room and then a little grotty kitchen for well, eight of you. Yes, if you had a little room and a little grotty kitchen, but there's no reason why you should have a little room and a little grotty kitchen. There's no reason. Yeah, why- but by you, by the time you're thirty-eight or whatever, it says thirties and forties. By the time you're forty, surely you would want to live in your own. Well, yes, and I I suspect you could... uh, You see, they have a renting culture in loads of countries, you know, in France, uh, in parts of the USA. Yeah, but this Uh, is not just about renting. Well, no, what I'm saying is that is an alternative to renting. Some people might like to think of that... No, it'd still be renting, though. 
Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be, you'd rent you'd, your, no, 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 your no, room. no, no. You've got it completely wrong. If it's co-living, you're not. Re- I mean, rental. That's nothing new. If you, if you, if you're talking about renting, that's what you're saying is people won't be able to afford a house. Therefore, you have to rent a flat, or you'll have to share a flat. Yeah, that's yeah. That's not uh, some great revelation you've come out with. What? Well, it's not. What, yeah, yeah, what no. they're talking about communal living is buying a place together. Oh, and then you all yes. living it together. You're, that still a, seems awful. Well, no, not necessarily. I know uh, a friend of mine said, because we're all, all my friends are getting on now, you know, a lot, well, most of my friends are in the 60s. So they were saying, so what's the future if you're in your 60s? Well, you might end up in, a, in some sort of a care home or an old people's home of some description. Yeah. And somebody said, wouldn't it be a better idea if a load of chums got together and bought a big house, right? So we mm. all sell our houses, buy a big house. And then live with other people, you know, if nursing care is needed, you hire that and everything. So you live communally. Yeah. And it's not... Kibbutz, where do, how do people live on a kibbutz? You live communally, but you're living in your own house. I've been on a kibbutz, and basically you, you've got your own house, your own living quarters. You're not actually living... It's not yeah, like sharing a flat in your 20s. You've got the complete wrong idea. It's not like a student flat. But then, no, that's, I think that's what it was kind of getting at, that it would be like a student flat. But when you're 30 well, or 40... Well, that's alarmist, because by the time you're 30 and 40, you'll have earned... You know, you'll be earning proper money, one would have thought. Yeah, but because of the price of... Yes, I, I agree with you. House ownership, I'm, I'm not arguing that one little bit. House ownership may very well be... You know, individual house ownership may very well be out of your uh, league. Therefore, people... You know, mm. because houses became so expensive. Well, that's not necessarily going to continue forever. It may very well be. I mean, the house market is reasonably static at the moment. They've, they've gone up very, very, you know, very steeply for yeah. a long time. And then now, now it's kind of leveled up. static. And there's nothing to say uh, house prices won't go down and it'll eventually get back to the same situation but if it yeah. doesn't this is one alternative that's been yeah suggested. i guess it just made me think about the so you were saying that your thing about old people's like houses and stuff and then these these co-living communities or whatever it just makes me think about the like different ways that people live their lives or like say in japan there's these like tiny houses which are like like teeny tiny mm. it's just basically the size of like a double bed or whatever and you have everything really compact because there's just no space anymore because the world is so overpopulated or there's things in america i cannot remember what they're called they're basically they're, they're called something like co-living communities as well and you have big communal areas that are really nice really big and stuff and then you just have a bunk bed and like one drawer and then that's your space and there's there but they're in lots of different cities so they're in you have like a card so you can go to all of them in different cities so like chicago new york like big cities and so that's like a new way that people are like choosing to live or whatever like i think that yeah well that's yeah i think people are still trying to live in a way that they would have 20 years ago or whatever when the world is well, it can't. really different it, yeah it's, it's everything's changed also young people do like to travel way more than if you let's go back 50 years for instance when people used to be born in the town live in the town stay in the town they'd maybe go away on the holidays but that was about it mm-hmm. these days people do people are much more mobile yeah. and that is a choice that's a lifestyle choice people want to be more mobile that's why yeah, uh, do you also think it might be like a necessity for work though, that people move more hmm. I think, do you know what I mean I I'm not saying it's always like a choice no but I think it's probably economic conditions have dictated what your lifestyles to exist. Yeah. it's a bit of both actually but some people I think find security in living 
in their house that they've lived in mm. and are happy to live in the same city yeah. but like that is not always a f- like feasible for everyone now mm. even if that's what you want yeah. well there'll always be a room for you in our house <laughs> you'll always be welcome Ruth We did get uh, an email, I won't refer to the email now, but basically we did get an email saying, could we have less uh, Kardashian news, less Love Island stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but I quite like that because it's quite nice to illustrate the uh, the feed to the to the podcast with uh, pictures of well-known people. Yeah. Do, is there any celebrity news? Any, any celebrity news? Any Kardashian news? Um, or no celebrity stuff. There's a lot of politics stuff going on. Well, what just happened last night? What Someone was, voted against something again. I, yes, <laughs> I don't remember. You can ignore that because by the time people listen to this, yeah. something else would have happened. Have you got a meme of the week? I do indeed. Okay, so um, this is just like I find it funny because I like <laughs> a good wordplay thing, but it's not probably not that funny. You asked me on the way here, "Oh, is it funny?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not that funny. I don't know." So, uh, you're probably just best off doing it rather than uh, <laughs> giving your excuses in first. Did you hear about the Italian chef that died? He passed her where? We can only do so much. His legacy will become a pizza history. Here today, gone to meta. How sad that he ran out of time. Sending all of my prayers to the family. His wife is really upset. Cheese still not over it. You never sausage... A tragic thing. Cheese not over it. Cheese, really? Cheese not over it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not funny? Uh, mildly amusing. Mildly amusing. Good, uh, that's it, what I was going for. Mm, but not in the slightest bit supercilious. What does supercilious mean? Do you know, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> so neither of us know. Does it mean the same thing as whining? Does it mean, like, um, patronising? Like I think that's what it means. Super... Oh, it means you always think you're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. if the shoe fits. Behaving or looking as though one thinks one is super serious... Sorry. <laughs> Behaving or looking as though one thinks one is superior to others. Would you like to know some synonyms for supercilious? Oh, please. Arrogant, haughty, conceited, disdainful, overbearing, pompous, condescending, superior, patronising, imperious, proud, lofty, lordly, snobbish, snobby, overweening, smug. And then it asks us, do you want I some more? I think I dislike haughty the most. Uh, pretentious, affected, scornful, mocking, yeah. sneering, scoffing. Uh, informal terms include hoity-toity. <laughs> hoity-toity. Hoity-toity, high and mighty, uppity, snooty, stuck-up, fancy pants. Toff- oh, my God, this is so mean. Toffee-nosed, snotty, jumped up, and too big for one's boots. So from now on, I'm just... I'll take it on Bart. <laughs> so see what you can do about being hoity-toity. I would, if they're listening now, mm. what I would say was, um, you, I said it was constructive criticism. But I think if it needs, if it's constructive criticism, it needs to have a way to like improve and stuff. They didn't really give me that. They just said, "You're hoity-toity." Yeah. So tell me what I can do. 
I'm 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 happy with you the way I am. I pointed this, the way you are. I pointed this out. <laughs> I'm too. happy with me the way I am. Yeah. No, Speaking I, of heighty tighty, I did point it when I read it. I, I I just picked it up actually as I was walking to the studio and, and read this thing where it said, you know, enough already, save us. <laughs> All caps. And I, I read uh, and where it said her supercilious wine. And I said supercilious wine. It's my daughter you're talking about. It's funny though because they expect. <laughs> Like, Eve, right, so we'll assume that I am hoity-tighty and supercilious and whining. The thing is that it'll really play on my mind, so it's not that funny, but... It won't. If it is true, you are, like, you're not just going to cut me off, you'll be like, oh, they don't like her, let me just, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> erase her. Do you know what I mean? What were they expecting you to do? No, people do. Like, people you do. like me. Yes, I like you. Because, I mean, you have to. I have no, no choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what... <laughs> No, the, it makes me laugh. Well, it is amusing, but you like know, they've written it, being like, "Oh, he'll he'll like this." Well, it, see, what it is is that you've just had a very, 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 very small taste of what all celebrities, whoever they are, mm. Holly Willoughby, Holly Willoughby, will get. Maybe a couple of hundred letters like that. I've often thought of it myself. I've often thought, you know, when I see Claudia Winkleman, who for some unknown reason just annoys me intensely, but every time I see, especially on the shampoo ad that she does, you know, the thing about her hair. Ooh, head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. I, you know, uh, the number of times I've thought, do you know, I'd like to write, uh, but I just haven't got the time to write hate mail. But also, like, I need to why make time in my day though? to write hate mail. <laughs> I think just they call your, it the two-minute hair. Just gets it off your chest. No, the, but like, the why would you? Is that from 1984? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to bring it back. But why would you, um, like, bother? Well, like, the, I don't like bother. people are. I don't bother, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I might just say it around the house, but she does irritate me. I intensely. like Claudia Winkleman on the TV oh, and stuff, but her her article is really annoying but i think on the tv she's i think she's really really good like on strictly i think she's great yeah mm. i don't well maybe i don't I enjoy her article though i think oh. i don't think she's a great writer good well that's covered that <laughs> uh, uh the address again just for hate mail is uh, martin and ruth podcast just for hate mail. gmail.com and uh, if you want to hear more of the music you didn't put last week's music on i don't no i didn't i didn't i know i'm too busy being super silly well i'm going to be passive aggressive about this put that no that's not passive aggressive no, that's just that's aggressive, aggressive. That's just aggressive. <laughs> um, well what yeah. i mean is up to now i've been passive aggressive about you putting all the tunes on spotify no you've now just I'm been just passive being, well now I'm being aggressive. Um, Put the music on. Yeah, but if you do, the music will be on there. And um, you can search Ruthie, me and my dad, or Martin and Ruth, and either of those will take you to the playlist, which has got all the songs. Apart from, from last week's. Apart from last week's. We'll have all the songs. By the time you listen to this, we'll have all the songs from all the weeks. And now it'll have Across 110th Street. Yeah. And it will also have Billy Eilish and I Don't Want to Be You Anymore. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 